Thanks for listening to the Lovejoy United podcast from Lovejoy United Presbyterian Church in Wood River, Illinois. We are a welcoming community of faithful disciples committed to filling Christ's example, joyfully serving through compassion, mission, justice, and all-inclusive grace. To learn more, go to our website, lovejoyupc.org. Gospel reading today comes from the gospel according, excuse me, our Old Testament reading today comes from uh, the book of Genesis, the 32nd chapter. I want to give you a little bit of context for this story because we're kind of picking it up in a larger narrative. This is the story of Jacob. Jacob's an important character in the Bible. And this story takes place as Jacob is returning to his family many years after being exiled. And if you recall, he's being exiled because he took the birthright that belonged to his twin brother Esau. Jacob is not expecting a warm welcome. And so he's making this journey back home, always watching his back, feeling perhaps alone, perhaps scared, um, because there is real threat to his life. And so here is our reading. That same night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his 11 children, and they crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise, everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. When Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a remarkable, remarkable story about an encounter with God unlike any other in Scripture. And it stands as an important reminder that our relationship with God is a real relationship. Real relationships are seldom easy, and they are never perfect. If you think about a long-term relationship that you've been in with a partner or a parent or a friend, I'm sure that you can think back to a chapter in that relationship that was complicated and messy, maybe more than one chapter. None of us is born with all the relationship skills that we need to navigate this life. And so learning to have healthy relationships always involves making mistakes embarrassing ourselves. Sometimes it involves the pain of drifting apart and getting our hearts broken. 
the best thing that we can learn is to risk the hard way to forgive and to heal and to reconcile. Relationships take work, a lot of work, but they are worth it as many of us discover in the course of our lives. It's truly amazing, amazing that God's love for us is so great, so unconditional that God loves us even when we don't love God back. But we can live our entire lives taking that relationship for granted because we know that God isn't going to be the one to break it off. But in doing so, we miss out on experiencing the deepest love and joy that a relationship can ever give us in this life. God desires something deeper and more meaningful in this life than just a kind of acquaintance in our relationship. I've talked to you before about Brene Brown, the social worker who does research on relationships and vulnerability. One of the most counterintuitive things she finds in her research is the absolute strongest relationships are the relationships between people who are the most vulnerable with one another. Isn't that kind of interesting? That what most of us consider a weakness, vulnerability, is the key to the strongest relationships. Or to put it in her words, staying vulnerable is the risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. Being vulnerable with another human, showing your struggle, your self-doubt, your bad side, your anger is a really difficult thing to do. You'd really think it'd be easier to do with God, but despite that, I find that I really do struggle to be vulnerable with God in this way, especially with things like anger and grief and disappointment or with my deepest fears and worries. I wonder if you have those same concerns too or those same struggles. Our faith has by and large taught us to put on a happy face when we come to worship. You know what a church smile is, don't you? It's when you hide everything you got feeling behind that fake smile and you put on a mask, a mask of reverence or perfection. And there can be no deeper relationship when there is not deeper vulnerability and honesty. There can't be a deeper relationship if we never take off that church mask of reverence. Which is why I think this story of Jacob's encounter with God is so important to us. When we think of role models of deeply faithful people, how many of us see folks kneeling with their hands like this and their heads bowed in reverence and love? But in scripture, we also see stories of that mask totally coming off, like Jacob, where they enter into nothing less than a knockdown, drag out wrestling match of vulnerability with God. And it's not pretty. This fight Jacob has with God is not pretty at all. It takes place all night. It's like the first fight you got into with your spouse after being married that was really uncomfortable and really painful, and you didn't know if you'd ever recover from it. But maybe a few hours or days or months down the line, you've discovered that in that conflict of vulnerability, that somehow you've grown stronger in your relationship. 
It's demonstrated to you that you can trust one another with life's deepest challenges and hardest experiences. And somehow, by God's grace, you can emerge stronger for having done so. When's the last time that you have been this vulnerable with God? When's the last time that you've been able to move beyond the mask of reverence, the happy face, and share the struggles that fester beneath the surface of all of our lives? When's the last time that you've admitted that grief? When's the last time that you've been mad and shown that anger at God? When's the last time that you've opened up to God about your doubts? your utter frustrations with this life? When's the last time you've taken the risk of vulnerability to wrestle into deeper relationship with God? When I was in seminary, we often had a number of exchange students from South Korea because of historic relationships between our seminary and a seminary and church in South Korea. Once or twice per year, the Korean students were invited to lead us in our chapel services and to bring in traditional Korean practices and music, like having rice cakes for communion. But they also introduced us to a powerful form of prayer called Tong Song Kido. Tong Song Kido which simply means to pray out loud together, kind of loudly. And for 15 or 20 minutes, our Korean classmates invited us to speak out loud to God, not taking turns, not allowing one person to speak and then another, speaking all at once to God, talking loudly. So they went first, they began speaking in Korean, interrupting one another, speaking loudly, and soon the English speakers got up the courage to start talking too, but you could tell that it was not easy for us. We were not used to just let loose a stream of conscious words towards God, but it was kind of a beautiful image, and what struck me about that was the emotion of one of my Korean classmates' prayers I didn't know this classmate well, but I did know that she was really struggling with English. And when you don't speak the language where you're living and learning and talking, it can be really isolating. And I can only imagine how hard it must have been for her in that place. And as I saw her pray in this Tong Sung Kido, I noticed that her prayer was not quiet. It was not reflective. It was not reverent. It was almost angry at times and tearful. And I had no idea what she was saying in Korean. But what I did know that is it came from her heart. And it came to a God who she was not afraid to wrestle with. To tell God really what she was struggling with. To be vulnerable with. We don't need to protect God from our feelings. God does not need our protection. If anything else, God invites us into this wrestling match 
God invites us into deeper relationship. And that means that God welcomes our vulnerability and our feelings and our anger, our hopelessness, our brokenness, and yes, even our punches sometimes. It's only when we present our deepest wounds, our deepest needs, that God can somehow reach out and touch us and heal us. It's a relationship. And in relationships, we learn how to struggle with these things together. It can't be lost on us, the end of the story, that Jacob wrestles with God and ends up becoming a part of, God, of Jacob's identity. God renames Jacob as a result of this conflict, this knockout, dragout fight. God gives Jacob a new name, Israel. And Jacob's Jewish descendants inherit that name. They still think of themselves as Israel. And through Jesus Christ, we Christians come under the name of Israel as well. But have you ever wondered what that word Israel means? What do you think Israel means? Israel means God wrestler. One who wrestles with God. That's the name that God has given us. That's what you are. That's what I am. A God wrestler. We are those who live our lives in joy and in hardship, in vulnerability, with God in a real relationship. And that relationship does not always look perfect. Often it looks like a wrestling match. But just as Jacob walked away with a limp and a blessing, so too we do, do we. We walk away with God's blessing and perhaps a limp, knowing that we have entered into this deep relationship, having been forever changed. Thanks be to God for vulnerability. Thanks be to God that Christ became vulnerable, that we might become vulnerable to God. Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember, love God, love neighbor, love joy.